listening to the smooth sound of RPGMP3.com. Dungeon One. So Ed basically it lunged at me, but its claws bared and its teeth clamped together. So of course I shot it in the face. Imagine my surprise when it turned out to be Princess Anne. But so, sorry. Oh, is the mic on? Okay, hello. Hello, righto. Well, thank you, Lord Buxley, and I'd like to welcome you to this lecture at the Gentleman's Club of the Empire. Uh, in front of you, you'll find your brainomatic helmets. It's a, a marvellous device which will conjure pictures of my exploits directly into your delicate heads. If you'd like to attach the electrodes and then simply insert the spinal syringe. Ah, there we go. Well, let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. I don't have any heating. You don't have heating. Uh, not normal heating, no. Right. Well, I don't so got... have normal heating. You've got no heating, <laughs> and that's meant you had to put a second T-shirt on. Right, okay. yes. So things are perhaps a bit tougher here up north. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go away, draw. Yes. I didn't turn you on. Uh, why does Google Draw automatically start up when this thing starts? Um, it gives me the option of starting. It there doesn't, doesn't seem to be an option to tell it to bugger off. I do wish it actually had that option. Yes. Bugger off, Google Draw, click. Yeah. Uh, well, I thought we'd probably just get started with the character, since it looks like Mark might be a bit late if he can make it. Nick, I'm guessing, it's no not going to happen. So in that case, um, even if we don't get to the adventure, this would at least give us a head start on the fill-in game for future weeks. And once we've got yeah, it, sure. once we've got it going, the idea is that even if there's only a couple of people, we ought to be able to play this particular um, forgotten well, future thing. Well, I won't be around next week, so right, which will probably that's probably going to be either... off with zombies or <laughs> um, yes, or or somebody can uh, um, I don't know. Do you the kind of pantomime dame sort of character, I suppose? You, Just... you could do me with a, with a pretend lady voice if you want to. <laughs> yes, perhaps not. I'll just stick to playing the one character. I think. <laughs> right? Did you get Python style lady voice? Did you get the um, <laughs> the pepper pots? Burma. Yes. I panicked. <laughs> Um, did you get the links for Forgotten Futures or whatever else you need? When was that? I haven't got my email in the last few hours. That's all right. It's on Google Plus. Failing that, that would be why. If you just go, if, if you can just go to forgottenfutures.com, it will get Which you I there. I think I actually have bookmarked from last time. Yep. Yeah, or if you've got a printer, or you know, uh, anything. No. Well, sure, yeah. Have a printer. People do have hard copies of this game, you know. Don't actually have a printer, unfortunately. Uh, well, I do. Well, no, I don't. Run out of uh, toner. In Aha! There. there we go. Forgotten future. Um, and then if you go onto the game files, um, which are... you want the where it says what is forgotten futures. Next one collections. Access all eleven forgotten futures Aha. collections. Yes. Now you can either have a look at the rules um, online by clicking the top yep. thing, or you could go down a bit where it says new revised and updated rules PDF version. And you could get the up-to-date PDF, which has the same numbers as the pages that I'm using. Uh, whether that will right. be easier, I don't know. The other thing that you might want yeah. is at the very bottom of that page, there is a character generator, which might work for you. 
I seem to have before and it didn't. Yeah, it, I mean, unfortunately, it's a very old program. Um, it can't be a difficult thing if anyone was able to update it. But. Um, oh, that was it, it was Java and it had issues last time. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it doesn't work on my tablet, but it works okay on my Windows PC. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, I keep getting these. Uh, <laughs> distracting things. I'm following Elvira on uh, Twitter and uh, <laughs> she, would be distracting, she, well she's <laughs> she's hawking her Halloween record. She's got a record out called Two Big Pumpkins. It's it's um it's a subtle love song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's her Twitter account? Um incredibly if you put <laughs> I think it's just um is it the real Elvira? Yeah at the real Elvira. Ah, my security settings have blocked an untrusted application ah. from running. Oh. This is a good thing. Well, unless it's Not when it's trying to run for computers. <laughs> so the main thing I've learned from Elvira's Twitter account, because um, fans send her lots of pictures, is that there are far more people in the world than I possibly imagined who have tattoos of Elvira. No, it's not going to let me generate a character on that. No, nah, not a problem then. We can go through the old-fashioned pencil and paper way. So, um, even if... It's going to make me find paper. paper. Well, you... what, what were you expecting to do? Just remember your character. Uh, hang on, let me, let me open a notepad-y thing and type it to that. Luckily, it's a very straightforward character sheet, since a full half of it is listed as weapons, notes, and portrait, and you really won't need that bit now. So, um, you've only got three attributes in this game. I did have a character sheet somewhere, but I think it's on my laptop you did. somewhere. Yeah. You see, if you didn't have so many computers, if you weren't so up-to-date... Too many to... devices and cables and everything else in this house. And your Stormtrooper headset. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I noticed this will be of no interest to you um, um, at all, I'm sure. I noticed that uh, Star Wars X-Wing and the TIE Fighter game that came out about 15 or 20 years ago are um, are actually being released again for the PC. Oh, cool. So you can download them for $10 Which or whatever. Which one I used to play? Um, I think I've played X-Wing. I used to love those. Yeah. One, Whenever I was at Martin's. Because going through all the little gates. Yep, yeah, flying through... Hoops or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was quite good at that one. I was terrible at that. But the thing is, I didn't get to play very much because Martin had a PC, and I didn't. I had um, I had an Atari 800 XL. <laughs> so you got like ten minutes on it when he let you go. go. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> it. We we mostly used to play games that it was possible to do with two people, uh, even yeah. if they weren't intended to. Like we found that Auto Duel 70. Oh, sorry, not Interstate 76. You could play mm. it really well with two people because one person could operate the turret on the car and all of the weaponry <laughs> and the other person could just concentrate on driving so we, we used to do that. It was a bit car warsy. It's very good. And it had John Delancey as the villain. I remember the Star Wars game or was it the Empire Strikes Back game uh, that was the vector graphics one that you sat in Oh yeah, in the arcade. Ah, <laughs> oh, that is superb game. It had some serious bass speakers on it. Yeah, vector graphic displays are amazing. I mean, even mm. now, even I now, always... I'm tempted to get a Vectrex. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love uh, Quicks. That was another vector graphics game. Do you remember that one? 
where you had a sort of claw-like thing that span around. No, that's Tempest. Quix, yeah. Quix isn't vector graphics. Tempest. Yes. Yes, you're right. It is Tempest. Quix is um, um, is the one where you're filling in sections. There are there are versions of it where you're playing a painter oh, as well. There's loads of rip-offs. You fit, you have to block out sections of the screen, and, and the the Quix thing is like a series of lines that bounce around. That's a raster scan screen. That's, that's and the other one I used to like. Uh, well, no, rather the one that I always wanted to exist but never did was Shark Attack. Shark Attack. And that was in Jaws. Oh right, Jaws. okay. <laughs> and, I used to play uh, a lot of Battle Zone. Broken up again. Yeah, your, your connection's not always great, oh. Tim. What are you connected up through? A very, very tight <laughs> piece of string. Yeah. <laughs> Is it raining? Well, apparently it's raining. Because <laughs> you sound you're, like you're under about three foot of water. <laughs> yep, can't actually hear you, I'm afraid, Tim. <laughs> This happened about 10 minutes ago and then it suddenly went okay as soon as he said, I'll switch it off. Have and... you got a washing machine uh, on or something like that? that. <laughs> See, pe people go on about... Oh, that's better. That's better. Well, that... Yeah, he's back. Yeah, people go Definitely. on about how wonderful and utopian it is down south. Uh, but right. I've got to say, everybody's internet is shit down there, isn't it? I want to know who broke who the, the hell internet that? yesterday evening. <laughs> Everybody I know lost their internet about eight o'clock yesterday. Really? I didn't. Across the country. Yours was on. Yeah. Most, pe most people uh, I knew suddenly went, where's the internet for about yeah, five, ten minutes? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. About Mind eight o'clock yesterday. I lost mine a couple of weeks ago, so... No, it was literally for about five minutes, for at the most ten. Oh, I, I mean, it's possible I may have missed yeah. it, but... If I said that the... If I said that the BGP router table was filled up, would that make any sense to anybody? Uh, well, it's probably going to make sense to, to somebody. Push push not, the stuff around. not necessarily anyone who's here. <laughs> I, I know a man who well, would be coming to, but he's on the other end of the phone right now. <laughs> some of the big routers that push the major traffic around the internet, they have oh, tables. Right. Yeah. That compare packets and where to push the packets to. Right, right. So very much like a sorting office. Somebody's up. hard drive effectively filled up. <laughs> well, uh, it sounds really stupid, but actually it's the opposite way around because it all happens in the memory of the routers, and once it the memory fills up, it starts happening on disk, and that's when it starts really slowing down. So somebody wasn't mm -hmm. keeping yeah, an eye on their on their sort of disk space, basically. Well. Yeah, unfortunately, the, the, these big routers that push the um, the, the, the routing tables around, around. Yeah. The yeah, yeah, are uh, rather difficult to swap out, <laughs> uh, or rather, not necessarily difficult, but very expensive to do. Ah, and how do you know this, Tim? Um, what do you do that you know what you <laughs> I generally break things for people. <laughs> right. Uh, you can't get I'm, paid for I that. do internet security, network ah. security. So, penetration tester is the official. Oh, a bit like Weasel. 
Oh, we've got no Nick. Still no internet. Poor bloke, he's had no phone line for over two weeks. Hmm. Right, so uh, in that case we are definitely doing um, <laughs> this game rather than all flashbacks beaten. <laughs> But, Do we uh, want to wait about ten minutes until Mark? Can well, I can. He said he's on his way. Uh, he said he's going to be at least sort of half an hour. I mean, I, I can either. We can sort of do that if you want to all do character generation together. Um, mm. The main reason that may be useful is not so much the system because it shouldn't take too long to get a character. So it's not a case of having to go right back to the start for somebody new. Yeah, um, some of us played before. It's so. more a case of working out who the characters are really uh which you two could start now why not um yeah sure because what the, sort of the setup we've got here is it's 1893 let's say uh let me just write that down as you can see we're not going to the moon again are we again <laughs> no 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 you know somewhere out there that, <laughs> dr crowd so well last time uh, <laughs> Yes, yes. It doesn't count if a doctor does it, and that seems to apply to everything. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you actually heard any of those, Tim, but um, the uh, Nick's character managed to kill all NPCs. Um, himself. Essentially, I, I, <laughs> the um, I picked up on the meme of uh, yeah the uh, it's not murder if a dentist the, uh, the, the dentist <laughs> yeah I don't even think he was a real doctor he wasn't the, sure either the, the spacecraft they were outside <laughs> of it in their their spacesuits and the guy inside was a stowaway and effectively was you know pretty much holding them to ransom he kind of hijacked the thing so Doctor Crowther thought the best way of of effecting an entry into the spacecraft was essentially quick you distract him I'll put a pickaxe through the window and it works <laughs> in his defense it, it did it did diffuse the situation explosively <laughs> yes. so anyway it got uh, rid of the bad guy drew attention <laughs> drew attention away at least yes yes and indeed ejected both bodies about 400 yards across the surface of the moon <laughs> still never mind and you know, he was indignant. He was really upset that his character got killed off by that. It's like it was my fault. Yeah. So, what do you mean you didn't tell me about explosive decompression? So it's it's 1893. Now, for some reason, you are going to be at the house of Sir William Reynolds, who is a famous scientist and inventor, somewhat eccentric, very much a recluse. He's the sort of... Um, classic Victorian inventor who comes up with loads of brilliant things but he doesn't bother to patent them and very often doesn't finish them because he keeps moving on to something else. As far as he's concerned if, he, if he's done it, that's that challenge solved, so he moves on. So he may, he may have like an amazing flying machine but he hasn't completely finished putting the wings on or anything. He's got it to the stage where he can prove that it works and then he moves on. So um, quite how he makes any money, I don't know. But for some reason, something's come up where he is actually going to make an announcement, but it's a very private thing. He's only invited a few people. So you need to be thinking, why is it that he's invited me? Well, you may have snuck in without an invitation, either for purposes of revenge or to get a scoop or that kind of thing. You might be, say, a, a relative or a, an assistant, something like that. You might be a member of the press or you might be a respected member of the community who's there as a sort of independent 
uh, observer and um, witness of what's going on. Anything you think that would kind of fit together for a reason to you be there, for you to be there when he unveils whatever it is he's going to unveil. Is it always going to be some sort of mechanical um, project that he's working on? You've or no it, idea. It could be a theory. Right. It could be a cake recipe. But he doesn't usually make announcements. People normally, you get rumours about what's going sure. on, very often passed back from the postman or whatever, you know. You know huge explosions taken out of the conservatory again, or that kind of thing. <laughs> I just got to go stir rice pudding. Hang on a second. Okay. Ooh, I love rice pudding. <laughs> yeah, I always like the skin. Um, oh, yes, me too. <laughs> so if I was a um, correspondent for... Um, Popular Mechanics Monthly it, that's a Amateur Journal for the Tinkering Gentleman <laughs> The Journal for the Tinkering or Gentleman, the gentleman tinkerer. Um, Yes, I mean that's that's certainly a possibility um, that they've received uh, that, you know, he would he's, uh, he's an odd sort of character so for some reason he would have plucked your name out of a previous issue perhaps and seen something in an article that he approved of or Maybe he thought it was a bit of a challenge. Perhaps he disapproved of you. And so he would have invited you specifically. You've not just been sent by them. Um, he's, he's the sort of... It's a bit like um, Professor Challenger, oh, in a right. way. Except Professor Challenger really hates the press. Right, yes. Ah, but this is invitation as opposed to... This is, in, this is an invitation, and Sir William does not generally throw people down the steps of his house. Generally. Hooray! <laughs> Um, could I be some sort of scientific journal journalist? Uh, you could. Um, while you were away... Oh, does Tim just pick that? <laughs> it is a sort of easy path of least resistance to it go. Is. Okay, um... it, it is. I would say I don't want too many people like that. It, w it wouldn't really make sense for this character to have invited the press en masse as such. He's, no, no. he's very much going to consider, um, right, he's getting this out in the press, that's taken care of, but I must invite, and it could be a rival, it could be somebody from the society, as I say, it could be a relative, it could be, there, there could be all sorts of reasons why you're there, officially or perhaps even without his knowledge. It, if you can think of a, of a you know, an interesting reason, something that gives you a bit of... Uh, bit of I'm, a, I'm a niece. You're a niece, okay, good. Yes. Uh, do you have anything to do with his work or uh, any aspects um, of his business? I'm, his, I'm the daughter of his sister and I have studied his work a bit. You mean you're really his niece? You're, yes, no, no, I really you're, am his you're niece. You're not uh, uh, this Victorian gentleman's niece. I'm a, va I'm a vaguely... No, 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 I'm a vaguely... <laughs> Fond of niece when he, you know, remembers he has a relative. No, no, not a niece, right. a real niece. Do you, <laughs> do you live elsewhere or do you, um, do you no, stay I live, else, I live with my mother elsewhere, but right, okay. he's doing something exciting, so I pop by occasionally. Right, so knowing that you're interested in you this know, sort of stuff. Just uh, to check he hasn't blown himself up or something. Okay, lovely. Uh, well, that's probably a, a decent sort of start then. Now, you may or may not know anything at all about this game. Uh, it's got a pretty simple, straightforward system. Your um, can you see the character sheet there, Amelia? Can you copy the bits down that you need? 
Um, ba -ba -ba. look what I've got. I've got it on my pad. Which one's got the character sheet on it? Is it somewhere on this long list of stuff? Well, if you uh, if you've got the I don't know where it is on the HTML version, but if you've got the PDF, it's on there. Um, okay. Just sending a quick message to Nick. Well, he's got a slightly better mobile signal, so he's not completely cut off from the world, poor lad. We all just need to buy him a really, really efficient dongle or something. Well, there's really nothing, we nothing that can be said to that. Um, Do you get, you know, slightly more than dial-up down there? Uh, on a good day, I can get about six meg. Yeah, my my mum lives in rural West Dorset and gets a higher rate than I do here. Right. <laughs> of course, the military. Kind of a lot of military down in Dorset, aren't they? <laughs> so surprised actually. They they've pr <laughs> probably put it down for that. Okay, so if you have uh, have you found? I have, have found you... the character record. Y on you page found it. Page nine. seven, or possibly nine. Okay, it's page seven um, online, but wait. that's fine. So, it's body, mind, and soul, which I think are fairly self-explanatory. Um, yeah. Physical strength, what toughness, dexterity, that kind of thing. Mind is the intellectual, reasoning, observation yeah. side, and then soul is your emotional, charismatic, and psychic ability, though that shouldn't really come into it. Um, everything's based around 2d6, uh, it, and it's a roll under... Um, once that you... was it, 2d6. Yeah, you have a, you have a sort of a, a bit like the resistance table in basic role-playing where you have an attacking and a defending number and when you cross-reference them there's a number that you have to roll under on 2d6. Okay, so, let me just set this up on a spreadsheet. Um, now we've established that in this high-tech age nobody can get the character generator to work. You have... <laughs> I'm just glad my internet's working today, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's better than nothing. You have 21 points, 21 very exciting points uh, which you can share between these various things. Now, there are not separate points for skills and so on, if I recall. I think they're the same. Um, uh, you can save points to use at a later date if you want to use them to sort of boost emergency rolls, that kind of thing. To be honest, that's not really the best use of them. You'll probably get an awful lot more out of it in that you won't need to boost so many rolls if you use the points in advance. So do we use the points on the body, mind and soul attributes or do we use it on skills? Yeah, you use it on all of it. So ah, there isn't a okay. separate pool of, body, of uh, attributes and there isn't a separate pool of skills. Now the cost is not necessarily one-to-one. -one. Your body, mind and soul, that's the first thing to get on with, the values go from one to six. And... Oh, yeah. Up to three up to three is fine. It's it's one point, two points, yeah. uh, or well, in fact, if you have it at value one, it's zero points. Um, two points for two, three points for three. At level four, it then goes to five points, and at level five, it's seven points. And if you really want to go to level six, it will cost you ten whole points. 
At that point, you are very much a top Olympic athlete. Um, okay. You know, certainly somebody who is, yeah. you know, a professional athlete. You, you can go up to seven and so on, but you're probably dealing with Sherlock Holmes's intellect or something like that at seven. It's um, it's a big, big jump. So if you need to check the numbers again, uh, and if you can't see them there, just ask me. What numbers? For the points that you're assigning to the body, mind, and soul. Uh, and we've got 21 You have 21 points, points. that's correct. But that's also to go for skills. Be allocated skills. to skills as well. Yeah. And are they arbitrary or...? Arbitrary in what sense? Uh, do we just choose a skill like kick? Or no, the, there is a list of skills which, um, if you have ah. the PDF, it's oh, on page eight. Oh, they've got the complicated maths thing. That goes ah. with it. It's not that complicated. Well, A plus M minus two or over two or something like that. Yeah. Well, a bit. Anyway. Yeah. So yes, you, you, we'll get on to the to the skills in a minute. Round Most of down. the skills, okay. if you don't take them, you don't have them. There isn't a sort of default. But there are two skills. Yeah. I think it's brawling and stealth that you get at a default level and you can boost them if you want to. But everything else, okay. like if you want to be a pilot, um, you know, you have to take pilot. And it's worth noting that a couple of the skills, possibly slightly more than a couple, um, are difficult skills in that if you don't take them in advance, they're very difficult to get later yes. in the game. Oh, oh. hello! Oh. Well, I'm a figment of your direct imagination. I think you probably are, yes. <laughs> uh, how are you doing? Why are you in black and white, John? Because I'm, we're doing Just a Victorian open. game, so I changed my setting to black oh, and white. Okay, right. Not sepia or... Hmm. There isn't one for sepia, <laughs> sorry. Um, uh, isn't that? No. Nah, nah, everything else just made me look old. Um... <laughs> Older, mate. Yes, older. all right, all right, older. Yeah. So I'm allowed to say that on the grounds I'm, I'm still older than you. So. Yeah, you're still not allowed to say it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so if anybody needs difficult skills, which are Dr. Martial Artist's Pilot Stealth Thief, take them in advance. Right, it's uh, Forgotten Futures. We've only just got started, so... Um, I wonder where my character street is. Tonight is probably going to be just character generation at the, the right things are going. But that's, that's okay, because then we can get into the, the full game later because it's going to be our fill in if you can't find a character sheet it's pretty easy you can use the character generator you might be able to get it to work I've, no I'm, I used to well obviously with, with Nick's game I've got a character sheet somewhere I'm not going to turn the computer around but um, suffice to say think of my the boot of my car when we when we drove down yeah yeah, okay. That's it. Okay, so, uh. <laughs> well, well, dear listener, that's, uh, that's an. Oh, oh, I'll treat for you there. That's, um, wow. Quite loud. Um, uh, is it a blank character sheet you're looking for? He's taking his headphones off, hasn't he? Yeah, I was just wondering whether it, it said he's got a character <laughs> or a character sheet, because obviously we can't use an old character in this one. 
we uh, we need somebody fresh. But there you go. Anyway, uh, so we'll just get him established and uh, then catch everybody up. Isn't this exciting? Uh, John, yes. on a skill like detective that has AV MS, is that an average of mind and soul? It AV, is. Or... It is. Steve's, that's the system already. That's, yeah, that's pretty much it. And you you round that's up in this game. You always round up. Oh. So three. Makes a nice change to rounding down yeah, in the last yeah, it's, a, it's a nice little system, I have to say. Um, Nick was certainly quite taken with it, even though he created this absurd, murderous character. Or perhaps it's because we ran several. We we ran several adventures with it. So yeah, more than I thought. Well. And um, I'm not the only person who's run them, which is very nice. Yeah, so true. we uh, we do sort of come back to this occasionally, and yet I still can't remember any of the rules. <laughs> no. Right, cover your ears, everyone. Hello. 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 Right. Hello. Back. So yeah. Hopefully my hopefully my beard's not rubbing too badly. Uh, no, no indeed. <laughs> uh, so you found a blind character sheet. I've got a just a just a few to look through. Right. Well, it is just a blank one you're looking for, isn't it? You're not looking for. A... I was going to look. Are we not doing our um, thing of um, no, taking? No, we're not allowed. We'll have to have new. No, we just need new characters new for this people. one. Yeah. New. Yep. I know. Not a necessary evil character in everything. It's all very exciting. I, I really can't allow a necessary evil character in here because <laughs> that would be a super villain. Damn it, she was good. <laughs> Rollmaster? So, well, Rollmaster's possible because you probably end up killing yourself. It's all very exciting. Okay, I need to just print myself off a new, new one after all. Or, that. as I say, if you if you can bring up the. Um, forgot. I don't think you've got. Google Plus Communities open because I've just posted the link for the character generator or go to forgottenfutures.com because if the character generator works for you then that's as easy as anything. Yes, brawling and stealth are the free ones. So if you've posted something up, there's the hangout. Da -da 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 -da. Uh, Nick's various John, things. is the uh, point I for the skills the same as I don't know, I haven't jumped ahead that far so yet. I was waiting for everyone to catch them. up. Um, oh, sorry. Right, communities. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll just just hang on a sec. Let's just catch people up to the point we are at the moment. Sure. Have you sure. found... Uh, if you just go to ForgottenFutures.com it's perhaps easiest if you haven't got the uh, communities open. You're no fun. Well, not much anymore. It's my age. Uh, so tell me when you're there. Futures. Game. You appear to have a noose hanging from your ceiling. Um. Huh? Really? Who? Me? Top left. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, it's a um, expo. Uh, it's it's an expo. Um, lanyard. 
Ah, Ned, thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. Ah, right. <laughs> ah, dear. If you look up, you can see the chaos that is basically uh, above my head, waiting to <laughs> fall. to fall on you. <laughs> <laughs> most, of, well, most of it, most, most of it's card, cardboard figurines and bits and pieces like that. So, so it's, it's not going to cause a massive amount of damage, then. No. <laughs> it was crushed right. to death so by several cardboard figurines. Right, are you on ForgottenFutures.com? Character, character generator. There Have you are. found it? Lovely. Right. Uh, Let's see if it works. This is for a you. Java program, a character generator. And the link and. So unfortunately, if you have a a relatively high base skill, if you pick skills off that, then it's going to cost you lots of points. Uh, sorry, what? Well, if you, for example, I've got mind. I was going for mind at four. Yeah. Which costs five points in itself. Mm-hmm. So if you have any <laughs> skills that are based on mind. Yes. Do you have to have them at the base level of your skill, or do you just put in, put points? In? Doesn't work like that. Um, oh, so you just put points. In the there. the values are for the characteristics, okay? Because we were just on the characteristics, we haven't jumped ahead to skills yet, because Mark's just come in. Oh, sorry. It's sorry. Right. sorry. I'm, yeah, it's I'm fully expecting that in about uh, two or three minutes, somebody else will appear and say, "Hello, sorry, I'm late," <laughs> and we'll go back <laughs> to the beginning and we'll start <laughs> sorry, again. Sorry, sorry, I've done, I've done character, I've done characteristics, right. but body. Right. How many points have you got left? Um, <laughs> it cost me ten to put that in. Ten, right. So have you got one at two, one at three, one at f- so you got one, one at two, yeah. one at three, one at four. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. Right. Uh, so how are you doing, Mark? Has it actually worked? Uh, no, I'm I'm having to update my Java. Um, <laughs> no, that, that doesn't work. Um, bear with me a second. It doesn't work. No, I think you'll have to update it to about 1993. Um, yeah, it, that's why it doesn't work. I didn't actually stop it from working because it's a really horrible old version of Java. Yeah, it just it just sits there going, want to launch so-and-so platform, huh? Right. Never heard of that one. So, not a problem in that case. If you turn to page 7 of the, uh, the PDF version of the rules... If uh, we give Tim 10 minutes, can he rewrite it and just, you know, get it working? <laughs> I can write Java. Java's easy. Java applets are very easy, actually. Well, what have you... Get it working. <laughs> three, billion, three billion devices. <laughs> Quite enough for the IT skill on here now. Yes, and every single one of them is insecure as well. Oh, this, this that one's probably horribly insecure, <laughs> given it was like ninety three. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a bit more recent than that, but um, I mean the games from that era, but the uh, the web stuff obviously slightly newer. Looking at the website, it it looks at least eight well, years old. Well, no, so. this, this is why this do you is need the most recent one? <laughs> it really does. Why do you need to update what's um... Going to be. Uh... <laughs> it just runs on Java, but it's a very, very old version exactly. of Java. It's funny when you look back through the uh, the Forgotten Futures stuff. If you start with the first one, the ABC files, the um, Kipling. Uh, do you like Kipling? I don't know. I've never Kipled. Uh, if you look at those, the pictures <laughs> and so on in that are sort of dots, the kind of thing that you you'd get on like an early '90s computer. Um, and then as it moves on, they gradually improve as you start getting better and better things. Then PDFs come along, and we've got some pictures in colour as well. Um, <laughs> because originally, of course, he was restricted because he was distributing this on discs. And, uh, or diskette. Uh, so obviously, 
<laughs> you had to really cram stuff in, and it was all pretty basic. But it's it's not such a big restriction now. You know, it's it's on a CD-ROM and uh, and available for download, so things are improving. You've got a hardback though, haven't you? I have. John? I have. Yes. Um, Didn't I see a photo of the hardback? You did. Hang on. Yeah, I did a little hardback, which uh, I've got because I I printed it out myself. So that's uh, did that on Docs Direct. Came out rather oh, well. Okay. Uh, or alternatively, I've got the big spiral bound version that I generally oh, use. That's <laughs> oh, lovely. Cool. Docs Direct. Yes, then magic. I had to resist. I had to resist most strongly looking at that. Um, Karnaki. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, if things go well. We might do some Karnaki, you know, if you if you're a fan. Mm -hmm. If you're a good boy. Right. Have you found a character sheet there? Uh... <laughs> no, no, don't be daft. All right. Have you have you found <laughs> have you found the PDF for the rules, the new revised and updated rules PDF version? It's near the top it's of the games page. Download. Let's go after. Unfortunately, there's nothing left in the Dropbox folder either. Modern Futures rules uh, summary: the new revised and updated rules PDF version 2.3. Right. That should be a quick download for for you, or, or possibly several days it's, for it's somewhere there. in the south. Yeah, it's, it's there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if you can turn to page seven, then you should. It is indeed page seven. You should have a uh, character record. And there is indeed, as we say, a character record. Uh, page seven, uh, black and white because um, it's, a, it's a nine for me. Ah, yes, it is actually nine because it's lying. Nine, there we are. Black and white. Uh, fits page two sided. Why do I That, in theory. At some point, reasonably soon, my machine. Yes, the beast. What? The beast wakes up and there's no paper. <laughs> I'm gonna. I must. Some must say our, our, our revised schedule for gaming is really paying off. <laughs> you can tell which one's the IT professionals as well, can't you? The one who's just put his headphones <laughs> on his keyboard and apparently switched off his hangout. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, while while he's trying to get back on, so if you've got your um, body, mind, and soul characteristics purchased there, then Tim, you're done. Yes. Right. Okay. Five, three, and three. So as far as the skills go, if you want to take uh, five, Doctor, five. If you want to take Doctor Martial Arts, Medium Pilot. Yes. Well, you can't really have Medium actually. Uh, Doctor Martial Arts, Pilot, Stealth, or Thief uh, at a a particular level, take them now. I mean, stealth you'll get anyway. You get that automatically. Stealth is free. Uh, so, if you want Doctor Martial Arts, Pilot, or Thief, they're going to be very hard to get at a later date. So, if you want them, get them at Character Gen. Other skills are much easier to gain later. Okay? So, you've got the list. Um, I think you've worked out that Athlete B, so it's based on body. That means that it's it's standard. Uh, hello again. Hello again. It, it starts at a level equal to your body. 
but that doesn't mean that you get it, it at that for free. It starts equal to... Right, if you're buying it, you have to add at least one yeah. point, and you can put up to three points. Okay? So if you've got a base four, it starts at base four, but then you have, if you want to buy it, you want to actually have you it... You actually have to... Right, so if you've got... Um, for example, if you take Athlete... You have to put at least one point in it in order to have it. Just because it's equivalent to your body doesn't mean that you actually start with it at that level. Okay? Right. Does that make sense? You. So you haven't got it for whatever? No, you have to put at least one point into it. So, on that basis, assuming you're going to buy it, yeah. it begins at a level equal to your body, let's say four, yeah. Plus the point that you're putting in, or you might put two or three points in. Okay. Okay? But the f if you put no points in, you do not have the skill. You have to put right. at least one point in order to have the skill at all. Yeah. Alright? Now, the exceptions to that are brawling and stealth, which you automatically get at their base value. So you have... I'll just wait until that's settled. Is that you have brawling. Again? Yeah, <laughs> I think it was his ear. Yeah, sorry, it's me. It's, it's it's me moving it around. Sorry. So you have brawling at the level of your body, and stealth at the level of your body divided by two, rounded up, without okay. putting any points in. But you can put points in if you wish. Okay. All right. Now all the rest you actually need to buy. If you're not, what's the total um, points, John? Sorry. Okay, we're st I'm sorry. Sure you've no, we're starting 20. with twenty-one points, and 21. you should have the um, the tables on the following page after the character yeah. record. But the value doesn't correspond one to one with the point cost necessarily. Twenty-one points no. covers your characteristics and your skills, and you can keep yes. some aside if you want to. It's up to you. I, I personally don't think it's a good idea, but. You can if you want. Okay. Uh... John, how would you differentiate between scholar and scientist? It's the sort of thing that they, um, they, they actual, actually cover. Scientist is very much any science, just like Challenger can sort of do a bit of everything. Um, scholar mm. tends to be stuff... Uh, let me see if I can just get the actual uh, examples they use. But if you had, say, a history skill or something like that, or um, archaeology, history, philosophy, that sort of thing. So any academic pursuit that isn't a scientific? Yes, however... With Scholar, you do have a certain number of them based on how high you've got the level. So you have Scholar divided by two related areas of knowledge. So, for example, Scholar at five uh -huh. could include archaeology, antiques, and ancient Egypt. So that's they're all related, so that would all sort of fit in. Is there a list for... Is that something that you, you do in-game, or is there a list that we can choose from to sort of put under our scholar? 
Um, no, it's. I mean, it's something you need to write down at this stage, but there isn't a sort of predefined list. If you said you wanted to be a, a you know, scholar of, um, say, history, and you actually wanted to specialise in European land wars, then that would be a, you know, you'd be a scholar, and you'd have European land war history as a related thing, and then, of course, you'd have all the yeah. other things that fit in with that. You'd know, like, the kings and queens and so forth. Right, gotcha. Uh, page okay. 22, I think, Jump. on the PDF has got some breakdowns on what the skills are if you need specifics on those. Yeah. John? Hmm. Sorry. Um, Sorry, Amelia. If you've got some like stealth and you have it naturally at two, because that's your base body. Yeah. Right, hang on, your, body, your body's two. Did no, sorry, no, just, 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 just an example. If you had yeah. your. Sorry, body over two, which is stealth. Um, if you then wanted to take it to four from two, does it cost you two points or does it cost you three points because you're taking it to four? You're adding just um, point by point when it comes to the skills. They start at yeah. whatever their base level is, and then oh, so if it's not you the same as the it, no, it's a different. If you add a point, ah, it goes up by one point. Okay. If you add one more point, it goes up by one more point. Right, so uh, I am, however, just going to check that because now you've got me doubting myself, and I, I could well be no, wrong. That, uh, that I think is that, that rings a bell. No, that's right. That is right. Sorry. Um, yeah. John, very briefly, yeah. background. What, what, which? Um, so, in other words, is it worth taking Babbage? Oh yeah, sorry, I needed to, to um, explain explain to you what the sort of setup is. It's 1893. Yeah. You are, for some reason, going to be at the home of Sir William Reynolds, the well-known. Reclusive, somewhat eccentric, but doubtless brilliant inventor and scientist, who has—he's going to make an announcement. He's going to—he's to, got something quite spectacular to show people. So the question is why you've been invited and and who you are. Now, you may not have been invited. You might have a reason of your own to sneak in. You could be trying to steal something from him. Could be revenge. You might be using the opportunity to burgle the place. Anything you fancy. Um, you could be uh, reporting on it. We do actually have a member of the press there, so that's possibly not the best one. You could be a, uh, a reliable um, witness of the event, perhaps. He might have invited a judge or a military officer, somebody whose reputation would be very high. You could be a member of the family. We do have his niece there in the form of Amelia. Uh, anything you can think. You might possibly be... Um, probably not... But he's basically a scientist... Yeah, he's this sort of classical, classic uh, Victorian, slightly absent-minded, um, scatty sort of scientist. He's utterly brilliant, but he never really brings things to market. For him, it's just he, he sees a problem and he solves it and he quickly moves on because he, he's been distracted by another problem. Could I be his um, kind of engineering assistant? Yes, you could. In other words, in other words, However, in other words take... You will there already is one. no, there is there isn't one, um, but it will mean you'll not know exactly how he's doing anything particularly. You might be tasked with getting hold of particular very rare materials or whatever. You might be constructing individual bits and pieces. You won't know how to say totally replicate one of his inventions, but you may be able to work it out, given. Access to his notes. So, or so for work, yeah. 
were I to take something like pilot and stuff, you know, if he wants me to, you know, if he builds something that flies or or yeah. drives or something, that would kind of work. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you want to be uh, somebody who sort of also helps out with the practical side. Yes, that's um, what I'm thinking. Is the fact that I'm basically taking mechanic, um, probably a level of boxing science type thing. Yeah. Um, let's see. First aid, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> These things do have a tendency to go back. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah, I mean, certainly if you had something like, just say, Babbage Engine would be something that someone close to him could have that would be appropriate. If you're outside of the area, you'd have to have a very good reason to have Babbage Engine, because this is not a steampunk Victorian world. If you think more yeah. of the world of, um, say, the Time Machine, the H.G. Wells kind of thing, where it's basically, it's, it's a standard Victorian world... But there's this guy who's built this amazing thing. It's more that kind of thing. It's not general knowledge. So, oh. I showed, I've taken Babbage Engine as a skill. Should I un? Uh, no, that's that that's okay. Now you're going to be um, the specialist from the, the. Well, this might be why he's he's got hold of you. There, it could be something that you've become interested in. Other people are looking into it. Because Babbage is, of course, um, somebody who has been. Is he dead now? I think he is at this stage, isn't he? Eighteen ninety-three. Yes, um, yes, very dead. <laughs> well, I don't generally deal in degrees of dead. You know, it's, it's pretty much a binary. It's a binary <laughs> function, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so, okay, there are then Babbage engines and things of that sort, calculating engines. Some people will still be interested. You've probably got some interest or expertise in it, which has cropped up in the magazine, and uh, perhaps that's the reason why he's specifically asked for you to cover this announcement. Maybe it's something related to computing. Mm. So, yeah, you're okay. I'm that would you're Golem as well. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah. See, I found that interesting. Also used for computers, <laughs> golems. <You> think, really? <laughs> golems. <laughs> That's not the classic golem, is it? I mean, <laughs> oh, don't disappoint me, John. <laughs> a bit too jackal. Don't trade. you need to speak yeah, yeah. Hebrew and that kind of thing for the golem? Maybe you mean sort of automata. I, I presume, like yeah, yeah. Either a golem or a tomato. It's one of the two. Yes, yeah, or a tomato. Well, I think I've got a character so far. Lovely. Now, obviously, it's f I'm a bit jack. I'm a bit too jack of all trades. That's slightly worrying. Oh yes. Um, are you all right on? Um, you in... You've got all your skill points worked out. You know, it's rounding up, and you've spent all your twenty-one points. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, there's not that many uh, rounding for me. Okay, that's fine. Well, actually, no. Plus the fact that most of it was um, averaging, say, body and mind, both of which are the same. Which... Oh, that makes life easier. Yeah. John, I sent you an email. I just got a question that I needed to ask off the screen. I see. A sneaky question. And so it begins. Well, <laughs> let me just read this out. Just a wonder. <laughs> I'm sure I'm having too many points here. That's well, hints of Sarah there. Um, yes, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, I don't see why that wouldn't be a problem. Okay. But, I thought it, it broadens the skills of the party slightly, if nothing else. 
Oh, metagaming. Hmm. Uh, no, that's that's fine. If you want, if you want to do that kind of thing, it certainly fits in with uh, with the genre. Sort of. Okay. <laughs> I need to go and grab my rice pudding in a second, which smells good. Okay. Um... Now, in terms of sort of social status, that kind of thing. It's largely up to you, but obviously something appropriate to what you, uh, to how you set yourself up there would be the way to go. And in terms of equipment, it's obviously going to be what you're carrying with you to go to this announcement. So simply appropriate clothes, tools of the trade, things you would realistically have with you. Sorry, John, can I ask one question oh, about yes, skills can, yeah. before we... Um, they're sort of broad strokes. They are very broad. Yes. So if I were to choose, right. So mm -hmm. scholar philosophy would maybe cover. Oh, sort of um, hermetic texts and things like that, as well as just sort of a philosophical logic or mm -hmm. something like sure, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, as it says, you've got scholar divided by two related fields. So. Uh, whatever you your scholar ends up as, um, divide it by two, round ah, up, divided by and that's two the number of fields. Aha! And you get whatever you have in scholar in those fields of scholarship, do you? Uh, it's, it's basically the sort of. So if I've got seven in scholar. Let me just have a quick look. Yeah, I mean, it's. Um, you can have this as fairly loosely related skills. I don't want to make it too precise, because if you were a party of specialist scholars, that would make sense. Um, but, yes, yeah. you you have that expert knowledge. It's all at the same level, but it's in these particular areas. Right. Unlike science, which is pretty much so, you're a scientist. So science. as long as you... Uh, I always think of Magnus Pike when I think of science. Yes. <laughs> Good heavens, Miss Sakamoto, you're beautiful. Um, so if I was to choose under scholar, yes. and it's, it's scholar divided by two rounded up, That's so right. if I've got seven, that means four fields of scholarship. <laughs> yeah. So Hang on, sorry, did you say you got, so you got scholar of seven? Blimey. Yeah. Wow. You can't, have, you can't have it that high, high can you? Uh, you can because it's a skill. Can I don't have? think you can have uh, skills at a higher level. Um, it's very high. I've got mind of five and I put, put two points in. Two points. Um, yeah, okay. Um, I'll let you go with that. It's um, it's really. Sp I mean, that's. that's I'm going to tell you about my other. That's very, very high. I don't know if you might find. I mean, you can. I'll let you go for it. Seven is an absolute limit, but um, yeah, if you wanted to do that, it's all right. But you are going to be an absolute. <laughs> I better tell you what my other skills are in that case. You are an absolute expert in this field. I can tell you that. Much. Yeah. So what else have you got? Well, okay. Uh, I hope I've done this one. I've also got scientist seven. That's my mind plus two. Okay. Mind of five plus two. What on earth are and you I've doing, just working as a journalist? Seven. Sorry. 
<laughs> he's. Uh, I think he's probably the um, dilettante uh, owner. <laughs> I've also got, yeah, detective at seven and Babbage engine at six. Are they all too high? No, no they're all right. That's fine. Uh, if you're happy with with a relatively small range of skills, as I say individual skills are very broad. So it's not too much of a problem like that, and it does give your character a nice focus. So if you if you've got a character that you think you'd be happy playing, hoping, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, I was just hoping someone took over the more uh, physical. <laughs> oh, you're aiming for a Doctor Who sort of ca early Doctor Who, are you? Uh, you, uh, you My, need mine's a... <laughs> quite an active lady. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Including brawling and stealth, I've got. Brawling and stealth. Yes, I've got nine. But you can boost them. Skills. Sorry. Brawling and stealth. You yeah. get you get the basic level, but you can put points in. Boost them. Yeah. I've got seven skills. Okay. Yeah, that, you, you should be fine. I mean, it's not a hugely long list. Of, I know what one of yours is. I think. Um, it's not a hugely long list of skills. I say you could almost buy all of them. <coughs> practically. Yeah. So you can, but. What sort of a character is that going to be? It's, it's going to be rather hard to explain why you've got somebody who is, yeah. you know, yeah. they've got a detailed knowledge of field guns and explosives, uh, but they're basically a psychologist. <laughs> they have some hard clients. I have to, to, be, to be fair, I also have <laughs> psychology of I do have a knowledge of field guns I, and explosives. Well, to be fair, psychology is reading people, so perhaps it's knowing when to run away from the guns and explosives. But you're not usually close enough to people um, for it to make a difference if you're dealing with field guns. It's not it's not small arms fire. <laughs> right, how do you spell Yeti? Yeti. What was the name of this bloke? <laughs> Professor? Professor Reynolds. Uh, his name's Will Sir William Reynolds. William Reynolds. Where did you get Yeti from? Sorry. No, Lettice. Lettuce, did you say? Lettuce. Yes, shortened to Letty. Oh, I see you're calling a lettuce. Lettice. Doesn't lettuce. And her surname is pronounced <laughs> Salad. I guess what she gets called. <laughs> uh, I, I, I feel. You uh... can't come in, I'm dressing. Trying to work out a mayonnaise joke. No, I think <laughs> I think you should hold the mayo. Yes. Right. So it's just uh, stuff that you would sort of have, and then um, basically, I think probably the best thing to do then. Now we've got this very exciting character generation uh, session underway. Is um, we can get the thing sort of started off and set up. So that you all know what's going to happen, and then at, mm. at a suitably cliffhanging moment, uh, we can just sort of stop it as we're about, <laughs> about to launch into the actually interesting bit. So you can all feel like you've wasted your evening. Hang on a sec. Before we do that, I need to go and rescue my rice pudding before it, uh, it boils over. Yep, no, no Sorry. problem. I'm sure. I'm sure that shouldn't up. sound John, like an euphemism. <laughs> Hello, yes. Sorry, Tim. <laughs> No, um, I, I think probably I'm changing the. Uh, I don't think he's going to be a journalist for the Gentleman Tinkerer. Okay. I think he's probably going to be Moriarty. Uh, uh, 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> no, he's. I think probably he. Um, <coughs> he was a not a, uh, a peer, but probably went to university with uh, Reynolds, right. uh, but stayed on and has become a uh, a sort of. Mm, whether he's a titled professor or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that sort of thing's fine. Or, you know, um, both be in the Royal Society more or of something. A peer. You know, a peer of his. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Right, so, uh, now, are you, um, you know, a friend? Are you friendly rivals? Are you quite uh, surprised that you've been invited because you've actually always been at Loggerheads? Or... No, no. Um, f- uh, an old friend, but uh, certainly not been in contact but... Oh, so so this is this has come out of the blue then. Reclusiveness and my career has completely out of the blue to me. Okay. Right. But I remember him very well. <laughs> but it's probably been fifteen years since. But you so essentially you've got. you've turned up for the buffet. You said I like it's a bad thing. Well, I assume I got invited. Did I not get invited? Yes, you did. You did. I say the invitation sort of come out of the blue, hasn't it? Mm. Right. Do we do we have mm. a name for your characters then, uh, Tim and Riddles? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sir George Mathers. Mothers? Do you say or Mathers? M- Mathers. Yeah. Sir George Mathers. Uh, is it rather embarrassing? Go on. Thing. My name is John Bull. John Bull. John Bull. Well, that's okay. John Thomas would have been embarrassing. No, yes, to do. Um, that's very true. Um, you could actually be yeah. John Thomas Bull if you wanted. <laughs> John Tom Bull, yes. Uh, no, maybe not. Uh, I expect you get people making jokes about your name all the time. Or had you never noticed it? <laughs> Amelia! Uh, now you're back from uh, from stirring. Uh, do you have a name for your character? No, eating. I do. Um, what do I just call myself? Lettuce salad, uh, I thought, wasn't it? <laughs> Lady Lettie Parkhurst. So, Lettie Parkhurst, eh? Yeah, well, Lettie's, but she's called yeah, Lettie. Yeah, I'll just put Lettie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Parkhurst, okay. La- lady Lettuce. You're a lady? Well, given he's Lord Reynolds, isn't he? He's yeah. Sir Reynolds, Sir William Reynolds. He's not, a, he's Reynolds, not a lord. Yeah, so I'd imagine my my father's title in some way. So. Right. Okay. Lady Parker. Yes, this is nice to, to have a game where you, you can just sort of uh, you can just pick what you want to be. It's, oh, yeah, everybody ends up being nobility in this game, and then someone I will be a comedy company. <laughs> Except in Necessary Evil, where we're all despicable rogues. Well, sort of. <laughs> Rather cuddly. <laughs> Bit of a cuddly rogues gallery, I thought. Right, well, let's get you started on the um, the, the sort of setting for this, and then uh, we'll wrap it up so that we can leap into the adventure when we, once I've worked out how the hell Nick's going to arrive. And possibly Jason. Yeah. Um, I have an idea. He's probably <coughs> be hiding in a cupboard. It'll be like uh, Left for Dead. So you have uh, all arrived either by private carriage or possibly a, a cab because uh, you don't know how long you're going to be, so uh, it's probably a good idea. Where does he live in town? Um, he actually lives um, just on the edge of Richmond uh, in the Thames Valley. Oh, nice. Yes, uh, it's always <laughs> in the south, you know. 
and he uh, has a, a nice detached, relatively recent house. It's uh, it's a sort of um, you wouldn't call it a mansion, more of a sort of villa, perhaps. Um, it's got reasonable grounds, nothing massively extensive. To, to to a modern eye, it would look really pretty impressive. But at the time when you know there isn't such a pressure on housing in this area and so on, it's uh, it's not modest, but it's you know compact. Um, Any chance of a house in the grounds? Maybe not quite big. Uh, you would most likely have um, a room actually in the because there's him and there's his household staff. There's Perkins, the uh, sort of butler and general man about the place, and then there are cook, housemaids. You know, a few other people. So you'd probably be in one of the upstairs rooms. Okay, that'll There's do There's a kind of tool shed auxiliary workshop where some of your noisier things, like perhaps a, a lathe for major metalwork might be, something like that, um, so that you don't disturb him too much when he's doing the other stuff. Uh, but those will be out actually in the gardens. Okay. okay um, so for the rest of you, you arrive at uh, Send Hope, it's called. And um, you're actually met by Jenkins, who invites you all in. Uh, or obviously, if you're already there, you're just you know cleaning yourself up, and inevitably wiping off the uh, the oil on, on the side of a tablecloth or something. Um, Sir William will be with you shortly. Uh, do please help yourself to some food before we start. <laughs> It's uh, it's a, a cold repast, I'm afraid, as uh, Sir William has insisted that all of the staff, bar myself, uh, do actually depart for the evening. So Cook prepared something a little earlier. It is, however, oh, very nice. Um, there, there aren't many people around. There are, in fact, three of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's say there's let's say there's another chap there who um, who you might recognise, who is a local dignitary of some sort. You've seen him around, um, bit pompous. Well, if it's a cold buffet, I'll uh, certainly start piling my plate up. Right, and then. Um, I'll make a, a comment that uh, I thought there was going to be some sort of event. Apparently so. It's Lord. Uh, he's not a lord, is he? He's, uh, he's, he's a sir. sir. I assumed. I assumed, you know, um, a marquee and uh, crowds and journalists. Oh well, you seems to be just. The, I didn't have to build anything big for this. Now the people who who are in in like uh, like John Bull here, who know know the man's methods, are surprised enough that he's invited anyone along to see anything. Let alone, I mean, the thought of a marquee would be enough to to prove the world had just turned upside down. I presume I know Mark's character. Oh yeah, you'll you'll know him because he's he's always around. He's around. Yeah. He's in that odd position of not exactly being staff. He's not but quite he's staff, on the staff, but he's not quite... Yeah. Um, Jenkins o occupies a slightly different role. In that he's very much staff, but of course he's so integral to the running of the household that he is just sort of always in the background. He's like a piece of furniture that does things. Mm. Other than other than stop you from falling on the floor, which is what most furniture does. 
Though I suspect he'd probably do that. He'll do that if called upon. <laughs> <laughs> Jenkins, what's this all about? I, th I thought the un my uncle was going to have some great announcement. There doesn't seem to be many of us here. Uh, no, indeed, uh, Miss Letty. He's um, he's not actually uh, making a grand announcement to the world at large, but I think this was so important that he wanted to ensure that uh, people important to him and, and people who could verify his... Um, well, I hesitate to say what it is. I don't want to spoil the surprise. Uh, but he wanted to make sure that certain um, distinguished people got to see this. Uh, the councillor sort of puffs himself up a little bit and gives that slight nod as a man who knows that he is indeed important and distinguished and so ought to be able to see this, even though none of you have got any notion of him having any scientific connections. So he's, he's not there because he knows what he's talking about. We even recognise him. You'd, you'd know <laughs> him if you live in the area at all, but possibly by sight. Uh, you might recognise his name, well, you'd almost certainly recognise his name if you knew it, uh, but you wouldn't necessarily link the two together. You've probably had nothing to do with him yourself. He is he is a local councillor. Well, I can't possibly introduce myself to him. I'm a lady. Other people have to introduce me. Indeed. <laughs> That's why this... I'll just wonder who he is and keep wondering. Why this is going to be even more of an awkward role-playing moment than normal. It could only be more awkward... <laughs> If Jenkins and Sir William have a scene themselves, in which case the, the three of you can sit back and enjoy me talking to myself. Well, I can talk to Mark's character because I know him. I mean, I, I'll sort of. I mean, if you need me to introduce you, I mean, I'm not the right sort of. I'm probably not the right sort of class, though. No, but you're a, you're a, you're a man. You're allowed to introduce people. I don't think women were allowed to introduce themselves. It was just like completely frowned on. <laughs> yeah. Only if they wore trousers. Well, and this, is, this, like is, they do this is Lady Letty. <laughs> well, yeah, she's she's slightly more outgoing than usual, but um, yeah, she's the lady. She wouldn't go randomly introducing herself to random councillors. Yeah. Or indeed. Or journalists. Hey, or... Hey, oh, this is Lady Letty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> prod. Prod. Have you met this one? <laughs> Um, <laughs> you hear uh, Jenkins from the uh, the back, and uh, Jenkins, uh, excuse me, disappears around the back. You can uh, hear the sound of a uh, few things clanging and possibly furniture being moved. And then Jenkins comes back in and says, um, "Ladies and gentlemen, if you would just come through to the drawing room, and uh, Sir William will be with you shortly." And gestures over in the direction of the drawing room. Uh, the councillor picking up a couple of extra sausage rolls and shoving them in his pocket. As, as Jenkins sort of walks off, I'm just going to quietly just say, do I need my kit? As in, my first aid kit. As in, is, the, is anything likely to go bang? You know Sir William, sir. I'll, I'll just pop, be out in, pop back in a sec. <laughs> <clears throat> So uh, um, I, John I, I bring, a, I bring a small, a, a small kind of doctor's bag. Um, suddenly comes back, comes with me as I, I as I go. Trailing back. bandages and with a faint smell of carbolic. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> carry it everywhere. So, um, I've learnt the hard way. He's not going to walk in with all ten fingers bandaged in a full body cast. You know, he's not. Um, he's not a complete basket case. 
there was the time where he thought he could, uh, where the light and air engine maybe didn't go quite as well as he expected. It was lighter than air. It was lighter than air. It was very flammable. Light didn't expect air. it to rise so quickly either, but still. <laughs> well, no, no, and, and it was a minor break, and and, and it, I did heal quite quickly. Well, you, you uh, should but, have let uh, go sooner, shouldn't you? Anyway, <laughs> you got the roof repaired, so what are you complaining about? Can I just say that Tim's bookcase runs into Mark's bookcase. It looks like they're sat in the same room, and you're sat on his left knee. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the way round the little thumbnails are, that it looks like you're both in the same office. Your bookcases are running into each other. And you're sort of leaning over his left shoulder. It's very odd. I can't see a bookcase oh, no, uh, behind Tim, <laughs> actually. Which, which no, is, I can't see a bookcase Which is interesting. Him. Or railings no, uh, behind him. Staircase. Ah. Yeah. Well, a case of <laughs> some right. sort, then. That's fine. On the other hand, Tim is actually on the other side to me, so... Uh... Ah. Oh, okay. You obviously rearranged. Okay. Sorry. It was just a thought. After you've arranged yourselves <laughs> in uh, on the, the dining room chairs, which have been pulled through to form a rather... Uh, formal little seating arrangement which is slightly awkward sitting in the middle of the drawing room uh, yeah. Jenkins comes through and uh, he's carrying a sort of a tray with a box it's um, oh, how big was it good, good go foot and a half long it's like a very very big music box one of the sort of fancy types that you get that have, have got a really extensive um, Musical the tune in there. You're, you're poised to dive <laughs> through the window, are you? Just, yeah, the man sitting next to you is putting on a crash helmet. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't quite picked the first, you know, right at the front. The, the councillor is looking a little nervously at, uh, at John, <laughs> who, you know, is shuffling to the side and gripping what is quite obviously a first aid kit. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not right at the front, and he might have noticed the people who know my uncle are, are possibly slightly <laughs> further back than he is. It's just experience. Yeah, Sir, Sir George is wondering <laughs> if things have changed since the university days and that uh, unfortunate explosion in the West Wing, but uh, but nobody sued. You know, that's the important thing. Um, the. The door opens. I'm gonna be Oh, we've lost you again, there, Tim. You're making uh, weird noises. Gurgling noises. You were, did, you, you were a Dalek, I'm afraid. Oh. <laughs> nope, still gurgling. <laughs> it'll it'll come back in a sec, we think. Anyway, yeah. uh, as long as you can hear us. Oh, I don't want to have a lousy internet connection. That, that's better. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Lousy internet connection. I can hear you <laughs> So William wanders in after Jenkins. He's looking slightly distracted. <laughs> I wasn't actually making juggling noises. <laughs> just, just do it periodically, just to keep us on our toes. He uh, he walks in slightly yeah. wild, yeah. Um, rather white hair, and he's he's dressed not really what you would expect for a formal presentation. He seems to be having wearing his sort of day to day clothes. You can tell that he's just hurriedly rolled his sleeves back down, um, but he's uh, he's always like that. And he sort of looks around, for a split second, you get the feeling that he's no idea who you are or why you're there. But then it comes back to him, he remembers that he has in fact invited you. Uh, he says, ah, yes, yes, excellent, ladies and gentlemen, um, so good of you to come, or, or to, to remain, if you were here already. In which case you wouldn't need to have been invited and to arrive, uh, as indeed you were already here. Good. Are there any questions? No, well, we're not at that stage, sorry. <laughs> Jenkins, Jenkins, the box. 
Uh, Jenkins walks forward and on a small table puts down this tray and lifts the little uh, doily, if you like, or uh, uh, blanket or whatever it is. There's probably a word. There's some material hanging over it anyway. And it is a rather strange um, semi-open box. Not, Not exactly a cube. Maybe almost two cubes next to each other. And it's about a foot and a half at its longest side perhaps 8 or 10 inches high, you can see partly into it, and it has some rather intricate mechanical workings. Uh, John, you'll recognise a number of parts that uh, you yourself have either sourced or built. Um, there's a peculiar crystalline lattice work at one point that seems to be gently rotating, and um, rather incongruously a fairly large flywheel that sticks partly out from under it. And Any smell of gunpowder? <laughs> Perfectly safe, don't worry about it. <laughs> and there are a few things that look like controls, little levers or whatever. Uh, so, Sir William uh, nods at Jenkins, who steps back. Says, now, <coughs> this is um, the proof of concept, if you will. This was simply the, uh, the test model I made to demonstrate the practicality of my invention. Um, I shall now demonstrate exactly what it does, and I think it very much speaks for itself. Jenkins, and Jenkins starts the flywheel going, turns a dial, moves a small lever forward and steps back, and the device disappears. (laughs) Well, there you are. Uncle, you've made it it invisible. No, no indeed. No, it is not invisible. No, um, obviously, if it was invisible... I couldn't do this, and he moves his hand through the space where it was. It is indeed in an attenuated dimension. The um, flywheel gyroscope is necessary to keep it essentially tethered into its locality with the house, otherwise we'd lose it forever. It would drift off through time and space and not be anchored in any way to where we are uh, on the planet. Uh, The planet, of course, moving through... Sorry, I'm drifting. Um, It's set to come back in 30 seconds... Because what it has actually done is moved in time. Is that clear? And it, what do you mean it moved in time? It, it's it's not gone anywhere. You said it's still there. No, for a period of thirty seconds, it's not there at all. It is effectively so where is it? in another dimension, the the attenuated dimension, as I explain. And as this has gone on for about thirty seconds, there's a very faint shimmer, and the box is back there flywheel still going, and you notice that the little lever that was pushed forward has clicked back uh, out of the sort of engaged. Now, now this obviously is uh, uh, probably an enormous breakthrough and will change the future of mankind, um, but it's essentially just a toy. So, um, uh, Jenkins, if you'll just come with me, uh, please don't adjust any of the controls. There's a possibility you might send it off somewhere and not find it again. Um, the full-scale development of this, uh, uh, well, for want of a better word, vehicle, um, is, of course, something I think has more practical use, and that's what I'd like to show you now. Uh, if you'll excuse me for a moment, do please help yourself to, uh, to wine or tea. Uh, the tea, of course, may be a little cold by now. Jenkins and Sir William head out and uh, disappear for a few moments. You, and you are left with this faintly humming device as the uh, the flywheel still turning around on it. it 
Any sign of explosion on it? Anything that looks like it could have been set on fire? There is marks? no smell of burning. There's that okay. very faint kind of ozone smell you you get occasionally, particularly when he's working with this weird um, crystal lattice uh, structure, which he's been using. It's you know it's something electrical. You've no idea how it actually generates any electrical current. But it forms the basis of the propulsion unit he's used in things like his heavier-than-air um, flying machine, which obviously is an impossibility, and yet, you know, somehow he managed to generate enough power to actually get it to flap its wings and, and take off a couple of feet. I'm rushing over to look at it, but not touching it, sort of leaning over and looking at it. And uh, You can hear the sound of... Uh... Is Reynolds still in the room? Is who, sorry? Is, is, he, is Reynolds... No, he's one? gone out with Jenkins to fetch in the full the, the full one. size uh, thing to show you uh, what his plans are. Um, so he's got he's gone right. out and through the back, which leads out into the garden. He's bringing something in from the workshop. The weather seems to be taking a little bit of a turn for the worst. It's gone a bit dark in here. Everyone okay with the current situation then? You're, you're happy with things as they stand? Lovely. The... No, I'm really quite cross about it actually. I think um, if this is some sort of joke, it's in really quite appalling taste. Ah, so time travel is of course uh, I'm, absurd then. I'm going to have strong words. So this is a conjuring trick. Sorry? Time travel obviously absurd. There must be another explanation. Is that what you're saying? It, 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 he's, it must be some sort of a, like I say, uh, if it's, a, if it's a, a practical joke, it's in exceptionally poor taste, um, and uh, I, I'm feeling really quite bristly about it. Right. And I intend to have words with Reynolds as soon as he comes back. Right. The, um, the councillor has uh, disappeared. He comes back in with uh, another plate of food. Uh, this is very much, you, you think, a man who's sort of a career politician and uh, makes the most of all the facilities when they're presented. I'm thinking that might be a good idea as well, so I might wander off and get, get a little bit right. more... Uh... Uh, but isn't it fascinating? I mean, why aren't you all impressed? I mean, Uncle says it's a time machine. He's obviously telling the truth. Mm. I'm afraid, I'm my not, dear, I, I think your uncle has probably gone off his marbles. Well, no, it could be. I he's mean, never he's been done wrong some weird before. stuff before now. I've seen shit that will oh. turn you white. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I don't understand most of what he does, but he's he's always been right before. There is a very very bright flash. This is almost as bright as if lightning had, had struck nearby, or um, the the sort of flash powders they use on. Um, photographic flash had, had gone off right in your eyes. Uh, everybody is sort of startled. Uh, you've got circle, black circles and things in front of your eyes. You can't see what's happening. Uh, you can hear uh, raised voices outside and then with the flash uh, they're sort of cut off completely. It's suddenly very quiet. There was no accompanying sound. It wasn't like uh, actually a thunderclap. This is coming in from the window. From it appeared. It definitely appeared to be outside. The room itself is not particularly brightly lit. Um, the electrical lamps are Sir William's own invention, 
but of course he invented them quite some time ago and he's never actually bothered to improve them he's merely made them and if one ever burns out he'll make a, a replacement um, but they don't give out the most light but it, it's certainly equivalent to gaslight but they are rather amazingly electrical since I think this is about the time that gas mantles were invented so these, they, these are really ahead of the time Good grief, what was that? Has, has something blown up? Well, there was no explosion. That just... I'll head to the window and look out. Engineer Chappie, what was he doing? Oh, the Lord only knows, my lady. Um, let, <laughs> he let, says, let re go reaching for the iodine. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me... Let, let me I, I grab my... Grab my bag, wander out, see if I can see where, see where uh, the old people's... I'm peering through windows. Okay, so we've got Sir George and Lady Letty are looking out through a window, and John is going, what, through the back where Jenkins and... Yeah, basically, the, I'll, I'll go out the same way. Right. well, that will lead you through into the sort of uh, the workshop and the conservatory area, and then straight yeah. out to the garden and the, the tool shed. Well, um... It takes a second or two for you to sort of blink away the light, and, and you're obviously all still... Uh, a little bit dazzled. It was incredibly bright. But looking outside, um, the sky is extremely grey, but you can make out the driveway and the um, the nearby trees and so on are still there. Um, you know, it doesn't look like anything's actually been hit by lightning. Um, some, something's odd. You can't quite put your finger on it, unless anyone's got any relevant skills they think might come into play. I've got detective. I know detective would be Scientists. good. Uh, well, this isn't you at the moment, Mark. We'll we'll get to what you can see at the back because it's a little bit different. Uh, yeah, if you wanted to make a roll on detective, then Amelia. Okay, how do I roll? Right. Um, 2d6 and roll it's, on your screen. No, it's 2d6. Um, this is going to be a difficulty level of three so you've got what's okay. your detective skill it's four so we cross-reference and that gives us an eight so you want eight or lower on 2d6 <laughs> and if you get a two you've, you've automatically won i got a ten you know something's troubling you can't quite put your finger on it but as you look out something's definitely changed um, maybe it's just that it's looking a little bit foggy out there beyond the edge of the garden and you, you know, it's obscuring the lights or something, but some, something's, something's nagging at you. Meanwhile, out the back, something's definitely changed. Uh, as you step out through the conservatory and out on the pathway that leads across the lawn to the uh, workshop and so on, uh, the first thing that strikes you is that the lawn appears to actually come to an end whereas the lawn is really bounded by a hedge at that point. Uh, this is uh, about 40 yards away from the house. And the shed is right there up until the point it reaches the edge of the lawn, and then it seems to stop. And that's not as much shed as is normally there. Beyond that, it all looks a bit grey. <laughs> Oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Do, would I think, for example, um, that um, Sir Reynolds might have actually um, not necessarily moved the machine, but moved the house? Mm, well, you can't imagine how that would be possible, I don't think. Um, 
Is it... um, he's done an awful lot that I can't work out. Have you got any relevant skills? I mean, it's, it's something that would certainly... Scientist? Sure, if you want to make a scientist role to see whether you uh, think... Mechanic? I think it's more likely to be scientist. Um, uh, my scientist is four. Okay, you're going to need a five or less to be absolutely certain um, as to whether he's done that. I shall roll my dice in the dice. And I ro oh, roll six. Well... It, it doesn't seem plausible, but uh, maybe you're not you're not convinced. But nothing else is coming to mind as to what would have happened. Uh, essentially, just what's the, the old fool that he done is what's running through your mind. Yes, um, the limbo that he was talking about, the other the alternative dimension, kind of looks. Well, that that would be a good description of what's of, of that grey stuff. Maybe it's a sort of. Well, lots of stuff you've heard of he can do, but you don't necessarily understand what he's done to do it. Oh, no, an awful lot. I mean, basically, I mean, I've, I, I mean I'm not a scientist by nature. Uh, I'm an engineer. You've sort of picked up the science, um, have you? But, but I've picked up a fair amount of stuff just trying to basically St uh, understand him. What, as trying gone. to stay alive um, as he sets you a new task. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I bend down to the, um, to the flower bed or something and, and pick up a stone and I throw it at the... Um, Okay, uh, you pick up a stone, get one large enough that you can sort of see it, and you lob it towards the end of the lawn, and it goes sailing off past the end of the lawn, and then curves down as you would expect it to, and then it seems to sort of, um, its trajectory changes, it's quite a way out at this point, but it appears to have sort of dropped below the horizon, and then it's uh, as if it's been perhaps caught in an updraft or something. But it's being left behind, you know. It's 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 zooming off into the distance. Walk over. Yep. Is there any sticks or bits and pieces that I can? Oh yeah, there's a garden rake. Um, there's. Uh, pick it up, garden rake. There's still perfect. some stuff uh, in what's over. left of the tool shed, of course. Yep, you've got a got. You've picked yeah. up a, a rake or a hoe if you prefer. <laughs> always like always, always like giving giving a hoe a good push. Um, and basically you, uh, push it rake. out into the uh, <laughs> uh, push it out uh, beyond the edge of the garden. Okay. Um, do I feel anything? Do I feel anything on, on pull on my uh, on, on it? No, nope, there appears to be no resistance. There seems to be no pull, no change in gravity or wind or anything like that. If you drop it down a bit, you can drop it's it below the level of the lawn. Um, that's exactly what I was about to, to ask. It is very much like you're standing sort of at a cliff edge. Arse. Okay. Okay. Um, I go into the tool shed. Um, what's left in the tool shed? Is there any... Is, are there any... Are there, you know, or as tools and bits of basic concern, is there any sort of like partially built bits of uh, this thing. Whatever it was that he was fetching, and you know what it was because um, you know, you've, you've helped to construct it, it was effectively a larger version of the thing you've got there but with a sort of bed frame attached uh, a seat, some controls yes, and some various wheels. other bits and pieces and an enormously heavy flywheel. That was built inside the workshop but would have to go out through the double doors. Now that section of the workshop has gone completely and there's no sign of that machine. But there are quite a lot of tools and some materials here still. When you're standing inside, you realise you can just see out the other end of the the 
uh, workshop. It's been completely neatly sliced off. This has been no tornado or something that's ripped through. It's it's like a surgical cut. I think I may as well go back inside and tell tell everyone the good news. Just as you're about to, to head in, you do notice one thing just lying on the floor near to the edge is a sausage roll. Right, um, back inside, well, um, you can't hear what's going on and um, Sir William is certainly taking his time with the rest of his demonstration. There's a faint sort of, um, not exactly a burning smell, but a very hot, hot smell. It's one of his experiment smells. He, I bet he's blown something up. Uh, right, so John, you're wandering back in, alone. Hello. Uh, you may want to come what and see what's going on. Yes. Uh, Yes, you may want to come and see this. Um, He's blown something up. Yeah, possibly us. Um, do you, what? Can you just come out and just have a look? Look, look out of the uh, out of the back lawn. Okay. I'll follow John. We'll follow him. Okay. Um, well, what what I, you can see then is very much as I've described. You step out and then basically um, you can. Um, See the you can see basically uh, where the where where the lawn finishes and um, nothing begins. Yeah, what this is done? unexpected. Um, yes, the the area that you're on appears to uh, to end in this direction with a very very strange, almost cliff face, uh, and it's very sort of foggy beyond there. Slightly swirling. It's essentially it's a featureless medium grey shade, but every now and again you get the sort of faint wisp as if there's actually a fog bank that's perhaps moving. Oh my goodness, he's blown a submarine! Uh, this... This, this is the <laughs> afterlife, isn't it? He's blown us up. <laughs> no, the afterlife, so. sir. <laughs> it doesn't. I'm a Victorian. We're all highly spiritual and religious. Um, I would have expected um, not, not there to just be the house in this in this way. Well, I, I didn't expect the afterlife to be so middle class. <laughs> this this might be like purgatory, and we 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 go somewhere else, and and I don't know. No, purgatory was working. For me. Uh... Oh, it's all coming out now. You think he's gone? Fog yes. <laughs> um, does it is it uh, curving or is it straight? I mean, do we seem to be enclosed by it? Well, are no. We a small island, or are we? Uh, well, you're going to have a walk around it... the building, or are you just we... taking observations from this lawn? Yeah. yeah. Well, um, just having just looking from, from okay. the moment. It takes a little while for you to to adjust to it. Um, <laughs> Letty, you realise what it is that's nagging at you. When you were looking out of the window, you couldn't see much beyond the hedge and so on, but in fact, you should be able to. You should be able to see the house across the road for a start. And you couldn't. Yes. So, as you walk around, follow the path around the house, 
Um, there is a large circle of ground around it, and then in almost a perfect circle, it ends. But it's not ended by a sort of a, a wall of fog or anything there. Uh, as your eyes adjust and you start to get to grips with what's going on, <coughs> excuse me, you realise that you're actually floating in a sort of a, a void. Um, you can see a distance. The reason it looks like it's far up close is because there's actually nothing else to focus on to give it any kind of perspective. Um, John can give a demonstration by lobbing another brick out. and it... I, I, I love another brick. Can we see the first brick? Bob? No, 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 you've left that. It's um, If you throw it hard enough, it will go out, and depending on what direction you do it at, it will eventually start sort of being left behind in the same direction as the other one if you follow me. Either something's pushing the air sort of past where you are, or the house is actually moving. Be your it's like there's a very strong wind rushing oh. past us. Yes, but it doesn't seem to be affecting any of the trees or anything like that. And you can't feel it yourself. The drift that he was talking Um... Is that I'm going to call out. Um... No, go on, Mark. I was going to say, is the little um, demonstration uh, model still still in the? Uh, Unless anyone's the moved it, yeah, it was certainly there before. No, we didn't. Nobody touched it. Is it still there? It is. Is the flywheel still spinning? Yes, very slowly. Can we speed the flywheel up? Yeah, you can. Nothing happens. Of course, you know that um, from the parts and so on, and the, the theory that he was working on, although you never quite grasped what he was doing with it, um, the flywheel is a sort of um, anchoring device, and it doesn't actually make the machine do anything. It, it sort of stops it. No, but I'm just, so to, I was just to get it to do something, you would have to operate some of the other controls on that. The machine I... does smell kind of hot. Why are you messing around with that, John? I thought I thought that was his prototype. I'm kind of wondering whether, um, for whatever reason, uh, the other machine has has, um, has triggered, and the anchoring system didn't work properly. I'm How almost half. I'm, I'm half wondering whether the fact that if this was on and the other machine was on at the same time, which we never have tried, um, whether the two interfere with each other. What you mean, you think our uncle, my uncle's still back wherever the house came from? He's well, trapped in Richmond. If he... <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Without a house. <laughs> But, he, well, but at least with the working with, with half with half a carriage, um, basically um, where he would have taken it through, um, Lady Letty would be um, well. I, I, we we go back out and uh, out to the um, to the workshop, and I kind of point out the the gap. Um, so that was where the large version was. That would well, uh, that was where it was stored. Yes, and it would have then been taken through. If you remember the the double doors, which are just on yes, that side. Yes, which which aren't um, there anymore. Well, along with 
where it, where it, where it actually all was. So I'm wondering and whether indeed, as the rest it of the country. However, the, sos- the sausage roll is worrying me. Sorry, the what? I point to the sausage roll. <laughs> There's a sausage roll on the floor. Well, didn't my uncle take some food with him? Uh, yes. Well, you, you didn't so... notice him taking any. Matter of fact, he's a very difficult man to remind him to eat because he, you know, he's the sort of person <laughs> they take in a meal for him, and six hours later he's still in his workshop and he hasn't touched it. So he just sort of gets well, caught up with things. Or perhaps Jenkins gave him some food, and then they both. Or perhaps somebody else fiddled. Where's the councillor? Well, you haven't seen him since that flash of light. He, I mean, you were getting, uh, getting some more food. Uh, people were looking at the machine, and he'd stepped through the back to have a word with Sir William. You think? I, I don't, I've no idea. Right? He was round the back somewhere, and I don't, I don't even know who he is. Some local Did politician. He... Sorry, Tim didn't get that at all. Did we? Did we get his name? Did any of you think to ask his name? Oh dear, no. Well, I, I wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't I even wearing he was. a red shirt. <laughs> okay, so Councillor Red. <laughs> yes, yes, Cam- um... Councillor Jeffrey Redshirt. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. um... <laughs> or possibly Councillor Suspicious Bloke. You don't know. <laughs> oh, his name's Councillor Jeffrey Ingram, actually, but. Um... Uh, no, none of you actually asked. It may perhaps come to you that that. Oh, yes, that's that's who it was. Um, but yeah. no, unless he's somewhere else in the house, you haven't seen him when he when you're walking around the grounds. I'll can I call uh, right? Okay, um, can we call out? I'll call out Reynolds as loud as I can. Right. Reynolds. It doesn't echo. Um, you're, you know, you're shouting as if you're outdoors, but there's no, it doesn't sort of bounce back from the void or anything like that. Um, of course, you haven't tried staring in. Ah, oh, I thought I was still outside. Sorry. Yes, I thought you were outside. Sorry. Yeah. So I'm, oh, sa- right, I'm saying you're, oh, I see. It you're shouting, and it sounds like you're outside normally. It doesn't sound as if the the things echo back to you. It's not like the the void acts as a a cliff face wall, something like that. Uh, you could try staring into the abyss. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so you, you shout loudly several times. There's no re- response as far as you can. You can't really hear anything. There's a slightly disquieting sort of silence around you. And as you're standing listening, you just occasionally catch these faint colours, strange little swirls that sort of go past. Um, any kind of observation type? In the yeah. Well, it's it's not exactly a mist. That's the odd uh, thing. Detect- if anybody would like to roll on, no, on detective, it? and let's um, yeah, sure. Uh, let's yeah. call this a three. So, if you just tell me your detective skills, because I've forgotten them. Uh, what well, I yeah. score um, seven. So, with a detective four. of seven, you need eleven or less. With a detective of four, you need eight or less. And that's two d six, same as yeah. before. Okay. Uh, seven. Um, two d six. Yep. Two d six. Two. Two. Did you say? Two. Two's very yeah. good indeed. Uh, you've both succeeded. And you. you ah. Oh, hang on. Have you? <laughs> you're right. Uh, you both succeeded. You you 
notice something pretty much at the same time, although the significance of it becomes um, probably clearer to, to John. Every now and again there'll be a faint sort of colour or wisp of something that seems to swoop over the top of the building uh, at quite a height. But it's John who realises that if you look around, you can see this happening all around you, as if there's a kind of a bubble surrounding the property. It obviously doesn't go right to the edge, it seems to be beyond where the actual ground finishes now, but you're actually in a sort of a bubble. Almost like an air bubble, it's completely invisible, but when this sort of odd colour or mist just sort of comes to it, it swoops over the top as if it's sort of um, protecting it almost. So it rises in front of Right, didn't really get that, but judging by the hand movements, I think you were saying it sort of comes it in from the front and goes over our head. Like <laughs> yeah. It, so imagine that you've got. Yeah. <laughs> Tim tonight should be role playing in mime. <laughs> I'll be interpreting for Monsieur Tim um, <laughs> through the medium of dance <laughs> and slightly dodgy Mexican style accents, apparently. Um, yeah, essentially if you picture you've got a little, if you think of a cricket ball uh, as being the house and the grounds, that's flying along and then outside that is almost like one of those big novelty helium balloons uh, with a sort of right in the centre of the ball. It's, at no point does this kind of bubble appear to touch the building or the grounds which uh, you can see now is roughly circular, the whole plot of land you're on is, is roughly a circle uh, but it's at some distance way, well beyond, and it's hard to judge distance, as I say, because of the nature of this sort of almost colourless void. But at some distance beyond the edge of the plot, there is this bubble shell around you. Are you sharing this with the rest of us? Tim? Me? Sorry. Oh, is it only me that's observing? This? No, I'm sorry. Uh, Amelia has spotted yeah. that the that there's something, things that are sort of floating past you, above you. But you're the only one who's realised that he's in fact a shell right. all the way round. I see. We appear to be in some sort of bubble. I don't know what Dashful Reynolds has done this time, but he's certainly what like a big. big snow globe. That's a very good way of putting it. That's what's worrying yeah. me as well. At any moment, really. they'll be, um, be shaken, turned upside down. Okay, going back to that little little machine. Yep. Um, is it possible to switch it off? Uh, it is possible to switch to it off. Disconnect, dis disconnect, disconnect right, if you have a look at it, it is technically off already. When it returned it's moved the control back to the off position. It sort of does that automatically after a set amount of time, which isn't necessarily the same amount of time for the model as the full version, but the model was set no. after 30 seconds, it switched itself off and thus reappeared <coughs> where it was. Uh, the flywheel is still going, but that's because it takes a charge and then really sort of gets itself going. You can just sort of keep touching that until it slows and stops. The only way you can actually disconnect it from a power source is to remove the crystals. Which is within your capability of doing without damaging it. But looking at it, you're not 100% sure if you could 
quite connect it up again without checking what tools are available first because it's a very very delicate operation to connect this crystal lattice okay however uh, it doesn't appear to be using any power at the moment okay going back up go out to yep. the shed are are there enough of the tools oh, well mo most of the sort of delicate tools are going to be in the lab which you get through before you go outside so you can check there oh, right. um there should be everything you need it would be a complicated and a difficult procedure for you but you can do it it may it's stuff i've assisted with never been something i've done on my own no the actually connecting the lattice to things is something he's done entirely himself you you've had very little to do with this crystal um you don't quite know how it's made he's got various very very fine wires i mean you've produced some of the wiring for it uh, he has various baths of salts and other strange processes which eventually result in a sort of oddly laminated crystal lattice which somehow produces power but the actual theory as to how it produces power is absolutely beyond you and he's never explained it it doesn't look as if it should do anything and yet it seems to function as a, as a battery don't really want to play silly buggers would with one of you like to roll a percentage for me please now you'll notice there isn't a percentage in uh, forgotten futures but that's because the campaign setting does have percentages so uh which one would you like to, would like to roll perhaps the person who's got the percentage dice nearby dice. <laughs> yeah because it's a bit of real dice <laughs> yeah do you want us to roll? I want you to roll a percentage. It doesn't particularly matter which uh, how it comes out. <laughs> Just, Just one, one of us. Or all of us. You'll do, Tim. Go for it. Yeah. Go on, Tim. Tim. Everyone likes a scapegoat. Oh dear. Ninety-five. Ninety-five. Look at me sideways. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well. You've doomed us all. <laughs> I will say. <laughs> I do apologise. I will say that if you roll high, something does happen, and if you roll low, probably nothing happens. <laughs> So something's happened. There is Aha. a quite something. Something. Are you, are you all? Uh, are you all outside apart from John, or where is everybody just at the moment? Yeah, we were I'm outside. Basically, looking at things that could right. work out. So you're garden. you're in the drawing room. Everyone else is in the garden. Um, it's particularly noticeable then to the people mm -hmm. outside, but you do also see this um, just because of the amount of light involved, John. Uh, there is a massive charge of lightning which actually strikes the old yew tree at the side of the garden and completely splits it. Um, it's uh, everywhere's lit up from that side. It's quite different from the lightning effect that you had before, which seemed to just come from nowhere in particular. This is like an absolute classic fork of lightning striking down. Uh, it sets the, the tree on fire. And again, for a moment you're blinded, but uh, when you sort of uh, look back and, and squint again, you can actually see a landscape. Oh my goodness. Beyond the edge of the circle where a few minutes ago you were, um, you know, you were limited to how far you could walk, uh, now it is actually land. Is it where we came from? Well, the lawn's gone a bit mad, if it is. Um, it's a bit overgrown, and you can hear 
Sounds like a tropical bird. Possibly quite a few. Hmm. Maybe back or not back? I'm... Any difference in the weather? Are you wandering out? Um, I'm wondering. I'm wondering. Well, there's certainly. Out, There's certainly a difference in the sky. There's no sign of that sort of void. It's now a bluey red, possibly. Uh, I mean, you've got to sort of orient yourself. It could potentially be evening, uh, it could be morning. Um, that's not quite how you'd expect things to be looking because it was late afternoon, early evening when you were doing this. So it should be either later than it appears or much earlier, depending on, on whether it's a sunrise or a sunset. But it's that kind of a sky. Well, are we back in Richmond? I would think no. Seems reasonably humid. Sorry, Sam, not, not catching that... you there. Is this all around us, John, or is this... Did, did uh, you say is it? Um, is this all around us, or is it just through? Is it, are you are you saying is it? Yes, first word. Is this all around the house? Are you saying? Right. If you're gonna if you're gonna go and have a look, um, yes, indeed it is. The you can see there's quite a bit of sort of uh, grass. Fir, there are a lot of ferns. Uh, quite large ferns. You can't see very far in most directions, although occasionally you can see patches and it's almost savannah-like. What you can't see are the other houses that you would expect, or any of the street lights. And there is an absolute division, there's a, a solid line between the edge of the lawn or the end of the path or whatever and what is now beyond it. Uh, almost as if somebody has taken a biscuit cutter so it's as if the house was lifted and then up put and... it into an absolutely perfect yeah. fit. It's at the same level and everything, but you can absolutely see the join. Has this ozone smell gone? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, sort of um, dispersed slightly. Any difference in the... Um... I mean, okay, if I, if I throw a stone... Uh, over the uh, over this line. Um, a, is there any difference to sort of the way that it throws or anything? Okay. Any difference to as it crosses see, see, this is the scientific mind at work here. Right. So, just to establish, then I'm, I'm just I'm just a bloke who likes chucking rocks. <laughs> Everyone's there thinking, oh, it's doing experiments, but it's like, oh, I'll just throw a brick at it. Um, so Letty is Letty's out the back with John. Is that right? And yeah. uh, Sir George is uh, just at the front, realising that he's probably not in Richmond. Um, so, John... Slightly stunned and uh, having a bit of a... Where the hell's my cab? Difficulty assimilating this at the moment. So you're, you're, stand, you're standing there on the driveway next to the sign of the, ha the name of the house, which says Send Hope. And out the back, John picks up a rock, throws it... And it arcs exactly as you'd expect it to. There's there's nothing unusual. Uh, it crashes into a couple of ferns and obviously disappears from sight, but nothing peculiar. And then there's a sound uh, in the ferns, um, almost sort of like ferns being trodden on or 
thrashed aside, so there's some movement. And you hear a sort of um it's a sort of a clicking, but it's almost like an organic kind of sound. It's not a metallic click. You know, it's the sort of sort of noise that maybe a bird or an animal would make. And have you well, let me see, I think a quick roll on your mind for uh John and Letty, please, since you're both out there. Uh, what you, do you roll for the mind? Um, it's a difficulty three, so it's always quite handy if you have a copy of this table around. But what what's your mind, Amelia? Four. Uh, so you need eight or less, and Mark. Uh, same. Eight or less. I got three. Yep. I rolled. I rolled. Okay, two. you both see it. Fraction of a second earlier for John, who I have to say is absolutely on fire when it comes to this uh, perception and deduction business. Um, there is a reasonably well camouflaged, slightly triangular shaped thing in the ferns, which just pushes out, opens up slightly, and it's got a lot of teeth. Okay, I grab. We'll just, and we're going inside, and we're going inside we'll just, now. Um, there, was, there was something in the front. We'll just leave it there. So uh, I'm going to. Um, <laughs> Call it a I'm nightmare because that's, lady, a, that's a good place to stop before things get um, out of hand, you know. Uh, so, a little bit of a bitty <laughs> evening, sorry about that, but um, hopefully Nick will get his internet sorted. We'll finish off All Flesh Must Be Eaten at some point, and then we'll we'll keep going with this one, um, either for sort of short runs between other games, or we'll try and use it to fill in if another game uh, crashes. So this will just sort of keep going because I can, I can change the setting up and down a bit. Okay, thank you all very much. Hope that's all right. It's well, been off to a bit of a confusing yeah. start. Thank you, John. Excellent. Very highly confusing. <laughs> that is usually what I aim for, yeah. <laughs> um, can we have a look at the um, rule book, yep. John? Or would you no, rather No we problem didn't... looking at the rule book because I'm not okay. using uh, an official okay. setting or an adventure. So um, the only thing is if you. I mean, if you don't look at the adventures that are in the Forgotten Futures world packs, that's probably helpful for the future no, I, because, I just... you know, we, we do use those occasionally. Um, but yeah. there's nothing in the rule book that's yes. a problem at all. Okay, so thank you very much, and uh, right. catch up with you all. Well, hopefully next week. Uh, obviously, not Amelia, you're I'm you're not, not going to be around, week. so we'll we'll see what we can sort out. Okay. Thanks, all. Thanks. Good night. Thanks. Thanks. Cheers, John. Thank thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Bye, to all. Well, anyway, uh, thank you for coming. Uh, I hope you'll consider my application for funding for next year's trip to find life on Mars. I know the chances of anything coming to Earth are a million to one, what they say, but uh, I, I disagree, really, and uh, I think... Uh, oh, hello? Hello? Oh, where's everyone gone? Our gratitude towards noted troubadour, Professor 
elemental who has so generously allowed us to use his music as part of our presentation today. Those not averse to engaging with infernal devices may wish to direct their Babbage engines to examine www.professorelemental.com for further information and musical fancies delivered directly to your preferred phonographic apparatus. <laughs> Bless my soul, what a wonderful age we do live in. <laughs>